Welcome to the uh, program. I want to talk to you a little bit about Relief Factor. Uh, you know, the uh, it has changed my life. It has changed my life. But this week has just been a nightmare uh, for me. Really? <sighs> nightmare. Oh, uh, sorry to hear and, that. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, it's nice to be able to have something that gives you some relief. And Relief Factor does that. I... I urge you, if you are in chronic pain or you just have, you know, the usual aches and uh, and uh, and pains to try relief factor. It's helped me an unbelievable amount in the last year. We've been talking about it as a low risk, high reward sort of uh, situation because it's 20 bucks for the three week quick start, uh, 20 bucks and 70 percent of the people who take it buy it again. It's working for them. Yeah. Uh, but and it may not work for you, but you're out 20 bucks. Right. But if it does work, yeah. I mean, the reward is so high. That's just a good cost benefit analysis. Yeah. How much? Give pain, it a shot. How much getting rid of your pain? How much is that worth to you? I think it's worth more than 20 bucks. So give it a shot. Give it a shot. I know I was at the end of my rope. I would have given anything. Relief Factor. Try now. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Or you can call 800-500-8384. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, CNN. There's such great journalists over there. And Brian Stelter is just a genius at helping. Uh, he wants to remind the media that they should remain upset about this uh this shutdown and we've got a great story from cnn that uh you know proves why microsoft you know gives them that green check mark uh also uh we have a couple of other stories that i think are probably pretty uh pretty important uh as well did you know there was a school shooting last week yeah it's odd that nobody in the national news covered it um we'll tell you why coming up in a second also, I want to explain why the abortion bill happened. We begin with a great show in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I haven't even told you yet, Stu, the abortion thing. It just dawned on me last night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why it's happening. And it has nothing to do. Well, it has very little to do with running for president. Should I write that down? Abortion thing? <laughs> yeah, and just write sure uh, to get to that today. real reason behind Cuomo and Vermont's abortion bills. Uh, all right. Got this in from Stephanie in Florida. Last year, we decided that we would take a transfer that my husband's company had offered, leaving our hometown of over 24 years, leaving our children and grandchildren. It was going to be an emotional move. I listen to Glenn Beck almost every day. I heard his advertisement for real estate agents uh, that they have the same integrity that I would. So I thought, I trust Glenn. Why not? I'm really glad that I called. Ashley, the real estate agent, was a godsend. She returned my call within an hour. Not only did she hold the values that we expected, but she ended up being such an encouragement to us. We prayed together. We laughed together. And we made the whole thing so much easier. The sale got a little squirrely, but as Glenn Beck said she would, she took charge and just got it done. I'm so glad I took the time and followed the voice that told me to call the number that Glenn advised. It's, um, it made a trying time a much better experience. The real estate agents at realestateagentsitrust.com are there to help you, and they are like you. We vet each of them, handpick every single one. 
And then we refer, when you call in, the right real estate agent that knows you, knows the value of your home in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Sell your home fast. Well, Stu, where would you like to where would you like to start today? Robots may take your job. Quarter of U.S. workers at risk, and U.S. Heartland is will be the hardest hit. Or we could start at Meet Harper, the CNN story about the government shutdown, oh, and no. and it's horrible. Or I could tell you uh, we could start with uh, why the New York law is actually a New York law. What's really behind that? Well, I mean, as a person mm-hmm. with real um, feeling for others, mm-hmm. oh. I'm concerned about Harper. Well, I want you to meet Harper, 15-month-old Harper. She was born prematurely. She needs a breathing tube. Well, that, that sounds really rough. It is. It's horrible. It's horrible. Now, before I get into this, I just want to uh, read you something from Brian Stelter, who you know, is the guardian of, of journalism. He's the guy who look out for, you know, he's going to he's going to tell the truth. He's going to make sure that nobody's pulling any funny business. Nobody's, you know, cramming in agenda anywhere. Oh, cool. They're taking the real the, the real hard look at the news and they are a dependable news agency. And we need people like that. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Brian Stelter is not one of those people. Uh, This is from his uh, little uh, newsletter that he sent out last night. Stay shocked is the headline. We're five weeks into this self-inflicted wound. The shutdown was embarrassing on day one and even more embarrassing on day 35. Now, that sounds like a neutral journalist, doesn't it? Yeah, he's just t- telling us how embarrassing it was on which which days it was embarrassing. Exactly right. It's all he's just, just facts. Re- he's just reporting the facts. The facts. Mm-hmm. Um, a challenge for journalists. Don't get numb to the pain and the political posturing. This type of story is the one that gets bigger as time goes on. Wow. Wow. Well, there are real effects, Glenn. I know. And uh, I'm glad that there's a, there's people out there guarding uh, the the gates of journalism to make sure that they're focusing on a story that could be harmful to President Trump. I mean, they, if you don't remind them, they're not going to remember to look for things that are bad for the Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. They're going to sit back all day right. and just report right. really good economic news. And right. you got to remind them to keep back and keep looking uh, f- towards the White House for any story that could potentially be negative. Well, they they finally they they finally put their gla- their gaze out to the to the the heartland of America, and they found some of the suffering suffering people from this shutdown. Mm. And, and uh, here's one of them: Meet Harper, fifteen month old Harper, born prematurely, needs a breathing tube. This was reported by CNN just last night. See, here's the picture of poor little Harper. Mm. See how cute she is. She's cute. Yeah. And what does uh, what does the the banner underneath? The banner say? can you read? Says yeah, it's pretty far away. But yeah. uh, Kentucky couple who who needs a child needs a breathing tube concerned about electricity being turned off while not getting paid. Well, wow. that's, that's what happens when you when 
when the government shuts yeah. down because of uh, mm-hmm. Donald Trump mm-hmm. uh, solely, mm-hmm. um, then there are issues mm-hmm. with paying bills mm-hmm. and the electricity could be turned off and the mm-hmm. breathing machine could be turned mm-hmm. off and this child could, mm-hmm. I mean, God only knows what could happen. Well, Donald Trump has said that he would, uh, he'd negotiate, uh, but there is no negotiation in this. There's no negotiation. You got to stand your ground. Of course, when somebody wearing a MAGA hat uh, is uh, just standing in place and doesn't, doesn't move, uh, you know, NBC will lecture that kid uh, that uh, you shouldn't stand your ground, that you should retreat. Uh, but it's different for Nancy Pelosi and everybody else. Anyway, um, here's the story. Um, oh, it's hard to read. Little Harper, her dad, Chris, is a data processing assistant for the IRS. He's working without pay. His wife, Allie, says they're going to run out of money in another month or so. And they're concerned about the electricity being turned off. And that is the electricity that powers Harper's ventilator. How do you people not have a heart? I mean, that's amazing. Especially, thank, thankfully, we have the left that is here for us and cares so much about babies being alive mm-hmm. that they can, they can show Amen. that utter concern Amen. for this particular one. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's, you know, a few dozen million that they haven't cared all that much about. But yeah. think about this one. Well, this one's mm-hmm. out of the womb for 15 months. Oh, okay. And so they care about them. They don't care about them half out of the womb. But after they're out of the womb for 15 months, if the mom still wants to keep the child, uh, you know, we should care about this child. I will say Mm -hmm. we should, of course, give the mother the opportunity to choose whether she keeps that ventilator on because it's her choice. Can I tell you something? If she would have known that the kid was going to be born prematurely and then have all these medical problems and be such a hassle... She probably should have aborted Little Harper, don't you think? Well, certainly her choice to do so, Glenn. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't recommend it. But I'm sure those on the left see the drain that poor Harper really is on the family and on society. But let me just point this out. Now, this took took about a minute of research on something that uh, not a lot of people have. Certainly, CNN doesn't have this, um, called uh, Google. It's G-O-O. Um, French? G-L-E. And I think it has the accent uh, um, grand. Uh, okay. uh, what do you call that thing? That that little hash mark mm, at yeah, the... Sure. Yeah, it's got one of those. So I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think you can find it. Well, you just look for it because um, CNN doesn't have it. But I did literally about a minute's work. I just Googled ADA rules about power shutoffs. Uh, and I and I, I got here protections against power shutoffs and I printed it. Now, this is all in a minute. I printed this and also the sample letter that you would need uh, from your doctor. So uh, I've printed them both off. I, I don't know if they still have mail service in Kentucky or if they have ever gotten that because of evil Donald Trump. Um, but here's the thing. Because of the ADA, you cannot turn off the electricity of someone who has life dependent uh, 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 machines running in the house. And all you really need to do, and I know this is such a hassle, 
But all you need to do is uh, just type up a quick letter. And I, I have the example. I could send it to the family. Um, and the doctor just needs to say, hey, uh, there's a 15-month-old baby in this house named Harper. Uh, doesn't matter why the family is unemployed. The family could be, you know, running a crack house. And no, there's no demand for crack right now. Uh, and so they need to have their electricity even though they can't pay. And it's against the law for the power company to turn off the power. Now, I know that was a lot of work for CNN to figure out, but we did it for them. You should send them the Google thing you're talking about. Because I know I they think, should have that. Yeah, that's unfair. Have that. You have an advantage over them. Though. I know. I know. I have things that CNN just couldn't figure out. When I read that story last night, I could not believe it. It is illegal to shut off power to people's houses. You can't just shut it off. If there is someone with life-saving equipment that is run by electricity, it is illegal to shut it off for any reason other than natural disaster or, you know, you know, a mistake, right? A, a mistake or Anything a God control, thing. right? But you, it is very clear you can't do that. And that's the ADA, right? ADA. Americans with disabilities and you would think that cnn because you always hear cnn and and liberal journalists saying you know well the ada and we need to strengthen the ada well here it is here it is it's protecting this poor little girl and the family cnn just used this family now i'm not saying that this family in kentucky isn't struggling I'm not saying that if you've been you've been furloughed or if you're working, I don't even know how that's legal. I don't know how it's legal, either. but you should talk to your Democratic senators because I actually do know how it's legal. The reason why we can say you have to come back to work, but we're not going to pay you is because the government politicians want to be able to have that vice, because if we could just say, OK, Everybody's got to come back to work because you are an essential employee, the TSA, IRS, whatever. You guys all have to come back to work and we have to pay you because nowhere it's slavery to do others. The only reason why they have that is so the politicians, when they shut down the government and they want that squeeze, they can say, oh, look at these poor people. They're not getting paid. And they are, they're working anyway without pay. This is a game. And every single person that's been furloughed, I'm sorry, but the person to blame are your Congress people because Congress is the one that can change that law. They choose not to. Never more than 60 seconds away from uh, the rest of the show. But there's, there's actually more to this story. Uh, and we'll give that to you coming up in just a second. First of all, um, you know, getting sick in the cold is is fake news. Oh, you're going to go out with your jacket and it's going to be cold and you're going to get sick. Well, that's not how you get a cold. Well, the word cold is the same as the, the way that you describe the weather. So I assume that the science lines up. Oh, thank you, liberal professor of today. Uh, no, actually, we get we get sick because we're inside too much during the winter. It gets cold outside, so we stay in and we keep everything buttoned up, and the air gets dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. And it's like being on an airplane. You're just re- you're just breathing bad air, and if your filter is dirty, it's even worse. Change your filter. 
change your filter filterby.com i mean we all get flu shots why aren't we changing our filter? why isn't there a big movement why isn't there a big movement change your filter that's that's healthy it's an easy step too. it's an easy step especially with filter by they'll send them to you automatically and you'll even save five percent if you sign up for the automatic replacement it's filterby.com that's filterby.com we pause now for 10 seconds station id We're going to get to Roger Stone's arrest uh, in just a minute. Also, I will tell you all about uh, what's really happening with the uh, New York and Vermont uh, abortion bill. Why, why, why is this a law? Oh, my gosh. It hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how did I not think of this? Uh, the first day I saw it, we'll give that to you in a second. Also, a school shooting that's strangely was not covered last week. Hmm. I was also listening to CNN uh, this morning a little bit because um, mm-hmm. I wanted to know what the next uh, problem was for a, yeah. a federal worker. Because mm-hmm. again, if we don't remind them to look for negative stories about this president, they will forget and they will yeah. just report positive things. So oh, we have to make sure we're always looking for those. And so they did a story about the, the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And apparently a couple of weeks ago, they had a couple people on who missed their first paycheck. Mm. And one of the, the women, the woman who was on said, I am worried because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of money. Yeah, paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck. And I am worried uh, that I am not going to be able to, mm. you know, to make it here if I miss paychecks. And right. if this keeps going on. Which is is CNN, good, does CNN, when they sit down with them, do they remind them that they can uh, go to a bank? And get a short-term loan. and they, Well, they are aware of that guaranteed. because they were bashing Wilbur Ross, who suggested this. Of course, he's in the Trump administration. And they did remember this time to look for a negative story on Trump. Oh, okay. And they found right. one with Wilbur Ross. And they said, well, people can't just all get loans. And there's interest they have to pay. And it's wrong. Uh-huh. This is a let them eat cake moment, essentially, oh, is the okay. take on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off with their heads. And, and, and their answer is, well, how can I get a loan if I can't prove income? Well, I mean, I don't... It seems to me the bank... Uh, may have seen the news as well mm-hmm. uh, that the federal shutdown is going mm-hmm. on. So and you and you have uh, you know pay stubs from the federal government, right? From uh, previous so. weeks, right? Yeah. Doesn't oh, I mean even when you buy a house, you don't have to show your most recent pay stub. You get to do something in the last couple of months or sure, whatever it is. Sure. So this is one of those things that, as Wilbur Ross said. Uh, they are basically federally guaranteed loans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's a big deal. But mm-hmm. they asked her uh, how she was going to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was pretty sure if she missed another paycheck, she was going to be you know on the street. Of mm-hmm. course, they followed up with her to find out what happened. And she she's like, well, luckily I have you know family and friends that are really helpful. And, and that's, that's of good. course, great. That's it's, great. It's something that us conservatives talk about all the time. It doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be mm-hmm. the government mm-hmm. who steps in and does mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. We have family and friends sure. who help as well. Uh, however, she also pointed out, and I thought this to be, I, I could be completely the only one in the world who didn't know this, mm-hmm. but I found it completely fascinating that she also was able, she said, to get her unemployment to come through. Now, hmm. unemployment for a furlough, like if you're at a company and you get laid off, unemployment, very common thing that happens, right? Mm-hmm. People go get unemployment in, the, in sure, that situation. Sure. However, I, I have to admit, I was unaware that if you are a federal employee, and you are furloughed in this temporary period with all 
indications being that you're going to have your job back as soon as this is over. And you're getting... And you're going to get all your pay back as yeah. soon as this is over. Yes. You can get unemployment in the interim. I honestly did not know that, but that's a fascinating thing. So to understand here, the, and, and we like, you know, a lot of conservatives like to say uh, the shutdown, oh, it's 800,000 people, like mm-hmm. the government should be slimmed down anyway, mm-hmm. and, you know, good, go mm-hmm. on, they're not doing anything. But think of how bad this is for a taxpayer. We are now paying unemployment to a federal employee mm-hmm. who is not working, so not producing anything, mm-hmm. and then when they come back, they're going to get all of their back pay as well. So they're going to get taxpayer money from us for their jobs and taxpayer money from us for their unemployment in the interim. Does it make me a bad person that I kind of wish I had been furloughed? (laughs) Kind of. I mean, I mean, mean that sincerely. Look, I I could go to a bank. If I worked for the federal government, Mm -hmm. I could go to the bank. Oh, well, you have to pay interest. Yeah. Okay. So I go to the bank. I get a loan. So I have I have the same lifestyle. I can get just get a revolving loan. I get it every two weeks from the bank and uh, and I'm going to be good. And then I know that's paid back because, you know, I, uh, I'm going to get that paycheck. Okay. So I'm going to pay that loan off. Well, it's got interest. Yeah. But also, while I've gone to the bank to get that loan, I also can get unemployment, which will pay for my uh, uh, interest on that short-term loan, uh, and then some. So I'm actually making money. Does it make <laughs> me wrong to want to game the system? Because it doesn't seem that hard to make it uh, and and honestly game the system. Now, to be fair, yeah, right. Uh, probably there were a lot of federal employees who thought this is going to be over in a week and didn't apply for unemployment mm. or didn't get it for some other reason. Mm. There are people who surely had credit bad enough that even mm-hmm. if you said it was a federally guaranteed loan, the banks were like, eh, no thank you. And certainly there are people who are like legitimately affected. It's not zero. The number's not zero. Um, but they don't talk about that when they say 800,000 people are out. Th- that no, does they not all mean are on ventilators. They're all on ventilators to the media. Mm. And there are those stories, but... Those aren't the only stories. And unemployment is an interesting part of this. If you can get enough, and unemployment's less than you're making at your job, right? But it should be enough, hopefully, to get you through uh, this period while this is going on. And remember, of course, this large payment is going to be coming right around the corner uh, when this thing shuts down. That doesn't make your life easy. I'm sure this is legitimately affecting them. And we, we mention this a lot, but a lot, you know, the media doesn't seem to focus on it. But there are other people who have businesses around where these federal government employees usually work. They don't get anything. And they don't get any payback at all. They don't get unemployment. They don't get their checks back. Those are the ones. Those are the ones. People running private businesses in the areas Mm -hmm. of a lot of federal employees. Mm -hmm. If you run a a breakfast shop outside of a big government building that now is barely attended, your your job is, you know, your whole business is being screwed. Mm -hmm. And because the government is so big and has its fingers in everything that we do, mm -hmm. it does affect a lot of people who are not going to get that made-up paycheck. And it also will affect the economy and the numbers mm-hmm. behind the economy. You're going to mm-hmm. see a growth go down and all the things that, you know, this good economy that has been built by the American people and Donald Trump trying to support it as well. Well, it's a good thing that Brian Stelter is on things like this, isn't it? That is good, because yeah. thankfully someone's looking for something negative about My this president. Josh, can't somebody find something? You're listening to Glenn Beck. So much more yet to come. 23 and me. Knowledge is power. 
And that is the cornerstone of what 23andMe does every day for their clients. It's remarkable what a DNA test can help you learn about the past, but also about your future, because it, it allows you to change your habits. It helps you see firsthand. Genes can tell us more than just our ancestry. They say a lot about our health. 23andMe has a health and ancestry kit, and you're going to learn about your health, the traits, ancestry, 125 personalized insights. Discover the things that can help you live a healthier life. 23andMe. Join me. Get your DNA done uh, in this secure way with 23andMe.com slash Beck. 23andMe.com slash Beck. So what's the real reason uh, behind the abortion law in New York? We're going to have that coming up. You can always get everything on the podcast as well. Uh, yeah. On iTunes. We welcome uh, Mr. Pat Gray to the uh, program. Bill O'Reilly is going to be with us in about 30 minutes from now. Uh, still to come on today's program, we have a uh, Freedom of Information Act that we filed uh, at the Blaze uh, to find out about this Vietnam uh, hero, uh, Nathan Phillips. <laughs> uh, and he is a hero. He had a job mm-hmm. that I don't, uh, I mean, I've, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. So we have his record uh, from the federal government of his military service, and you're going to be fascinated by that. Uh, Also, uh, we have um, the news about a school shooting that somehow or another didn't make the national news, was only covered locally, which was odd. And I can't figure out. Now, I do have a theory on why it wasn't covered. Um, but uh, I'll give that to you also. Uh, and the abortion law. Should we start there? Welcome, Pat Gray. Thank you. Good Where, to be here. Which which one do you want? Choose your news. Uh, uh, let's talk about the abortion law. Okay. Theory. Pat, why why is, is um, the governor of New York, Cuomo, suddenly... Coming out with the most extreme abortion law you could possibly imagine that women can kill the baby all the way to birth and 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 healthcare professionals don't have to be the one. A doctor doesn't have to be the one that is even performing it. Uh, and any reason goes why would Governor Cuomo do that? Well, are you alleging it's not just because he's so in favor of women's right to choose yes, yes, their I own am. reproductive yes. I am. situation? I am. I am, I am suggesting you that. You are suggesting Yes, that? I am suggesting that. Because huh. yeah. that's what I thought. I you thought, thought so? it was just he loves yeah, women well, he, so much. Yeah, and they celebrated that. this as a huge victory. They lit up the sky of New York with pink so they could mm-hmm. celebrate this huge victory. Stu, what is your beside that, uh, you know, that he just loves he just loves the, the women? Um, what, uh, what what would you be your guess? Other than he loves the women? Yes. OK. Um, uh, potentially, mm-hmm. uh, he could be a person. Yes. Who is considering a run for uh-huh. office uh-huh. in 2020 uh-huh. Uh-huh. and right. realizes he needs to get 
as far left as possible for a Democratic primary audience. Yes. So that's what I have been thinking. Yesterday, before the TV show, it just hit me like a bag of bricks, and i just like to pass it by and see what anybody else thinks. I was reading a story right after the election of Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, this is when they were, well, they still are, looking for, why? How did Donald Trump win? We had the perfect candidate. We had the perfect <laughs> message. How? How did Donald Trump win? Do you remember? And mm-hmm. they were throwing everything against the wall. Well, one of the stories that I read, and I had completely forgotten about it until yesterday. I don't know why it just jogged with me, but I remembered the story where the press said, well, one of the reasons why he won was SCOTUS. Now, I think that's true. One of the mm-hmm. reasons why Donald Trump won was because we are we care about the Supreme Court. Right. Would mm-hmm. you all agree with yes. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. But the story said something that I didn't know, that that never works for the left, that the left, for some reason, is not as attached to the Supreme Court thing when they're casting their vote for president. Now, you would think I've always thought that they were. But apparently, the studies show that it doesn't affect an election like it does for the right. Doesn't get the vote out. Correct. So they need to be able to balance that. They need to be able, because they know, I know, you know, look, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, in the next five years, even if she chooses to leave, she's not going to be there forever. And it's probably going to happen in the next five years, right? I mean, it could happen tomorrow. She's very, very ill. And I don't wish anything. I don't even, I'm not even going to say that crap. Everybody, disclaimers. Every reasonable person knows. Yes. So um, she's not going to be with us long. We are going to say, I don't care who it is. I want the right SCOTUS person to replace her. Correct? Mm -hmm. Of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work for the left, it will energize the right. They have to have something. So they've just put in the bill and they've passed it as a law to the point to where I'm not signing anything unless this is in here. Now, it is so unpopular with the American people. It is the fringe of the fringe It's way beyond anything that anybody has ever proposed, way beyond France, way beyond Europe. We are on the cutting edge in New York of death. But equal with North Korea, we should point out. We are now equal with North Korea on that. So we got that. All right. So it doesn't make sense to me unless you're just trying to run to the uber left. That's not enough. That's just not enough. However... If you enact that now, you could expect to see some court cases come up from the public that says, I'm not doing this. My tax dollars are going to fund abortions. Uh, This isn't right. I want to challenge this in court. They are begging for a challenge in court. They're begging for it. So then, by the time it just starts to bubble up, doesn't even reach SCOTUS yet. By the time it bubbles up, they've got evidence that women are under attack. And when RBG goes, 
Well, women are going to go back to the Stone Age. They're going to grab you by the hair and drag you back into the cave. Roe v. Wade's going to be overturned. This is what they're doing. Mm. This is what they're doing. This is all. This is all about driving the vote and Mm. appeasing the uber uber left because the only ones that want to do that are the uber uber left. So they're playing to the ones that they know will go out and and work hard. That's what's happening. It's an interesting ingredient into how they handled the Kavanaugh thing, too. Yeah. Right? Like, they're trying yep. to make the Supreme Court as big an issue to the left and their voters as it is to the they right. They are going to make Kavanaugh again. The election will see, Prediction. You will see in the election, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is ill and is going to go away. And we have passed historic celebratory uh action for women and protection for women's rights and women's health and men like Kavanaugh are going to be placed on the Supreme Court that is the angle they are going to bring Kavanaugh back up they are going to use this as something that New York celebrated why are they using the language of celebration. Why light the sky? Why did the governor insist that they light the sky? They certainly did draw attention to it. Sure did. And they put some provisions in there that you wouldn't think they'd even want. Like non-physicians can perform abortions. Why would you want that? So can we, can, can, can we please uh, hmm. post on glenbeck.com today... Um, somebody should post it right away. Somebody in the in the um, in the research room. Um, I got a lot of Facebook posts and a lot of people on Twitter uh, and email yesterday saying, "I can't." I keep being told by friends that it's not true that that anything goes, any reason goes. They're saying that I'm a liar. It's not any reason. It's just all factors. All factors is the quote. Okay. And if you have, you can't, for example, you can't go in there and say, you know what? I have absolutely no reason to get an abortion right now. Uh, However, I would like one. In theory, now, most likely what would happen with a doctor who is actually willing to perform an abortion like this, they would say, "Uh, you're going to have to give me a reason or I can't do it. Did did any, do you have a, do you have the sniffles? Because after that, it says all factors and it's uh, uh, physically, mentally, uh, psychologically, so you could familially, say the president, the the pregnancy is too upsetting to you. Yes, yeah, that's good. Psychologically, the idea, factor, the, uh, the idea of yeah. being a mother, I am not prepared I can't do for. It. I it's just gonna, can't do it's, it. It's, it's it's weighing on my mind. Mm-hmm. That's enough. That's enough. That's and that's enough. the thing. You have to have a reason, but the reason needs to fall into this tiny category of all factors. So any <laughs> excuse whatsoever that will convince... Now, again, it has to convince the doctor oh, to yeah. do it. But any doctor who's he's willing to do a third-term abortion mm-hmm. is going to say, okay, well, yeah, if you're stressed out because of this pregnancy, that's your health, and that's enough. So they're looking at a technicality that I would, get, I would venture to guess that most of them know is not really a restriction on abortion, but they're just saying it anyway because they know it's a technicality. Some people might not be aware, though, too. We will have somebody write this up and give you all the links so you can argue this. We need a, we need a page. We, we, need a, we need something at glenbeck.com that has, like, all the links for, uh, you know, the Covington kids 
So you can just say, no, I want you just to go here and just watch these links. I want you, you know, abortion. Look, it's right here. Everybody always says, gosh, I wish, you know, I was arguing with somebody. I wish you were there. I wish Russ was there or somebody like that. We're going to give you all of the arguing points with the links that have nothing to do with us. So when you're in an argument about abortion, you can go right to the page and you can click on it and it will take you to the bill and to the section of the bill that says these things. So you have the proof and it's not us. We're just showing you where they can find it if they want to do their own research. Are you sure, Um, though, Pat, it's not just that he really cares about women? I, I'm not sure. I, I okay. You so you're still I, with that? You weren't one yeah, over. I think you might just care really uh, a lot. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I just got an update on Nathan Phillips. I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but uh, we got a Freedom of Information Act uh, fulfilled yesterday, so we have his war record. But also, there's been some testing uh, done on Nathan Phillips, and he is uh, one one thousand twenty fourth Warren. Uh, really? Not really? a lot of people. Huh, I was wow. I was shocked because I thought there's huh. no way he's got any Elizabeth Warren in him. Uh, but it turns out he does. One one thousand twenty fourth. I think huh. he's a bit more Elizabeth Warren than than that test <laughs> that indicates. Seems, does <laughs> seem like it. I, 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 well, maybe he's just identified <laughs> oh, okay. as a Warren family member. I'm I'm not sure. Packer Unleashed, the podcast. You can get it anywhere. Podcasts are sold, as well as on the Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck to save 10 bucks on your subscription. You can watch Pat uh, every day on his show, and uh, as well as he comes on News and Why It Matters with us and the radio show. You can get all of that, plus dozens of other shows, at blazetv.com slash Beck. LifeLock. I remember when the, the guy who started LifeLock took out... <laughs> bus signs remember when bus signs actually made a dent in anything he put out bus signs with his face and his social security number and he's like i remember that i can give you my social security number and it doesn't matter because i got lifelock and i remember thinking i'll tell you my social security number right now too and it doesn't matter i give it away to get my subway frequent eater card right like i (laughs) I didn't care did not care Mm -hmm. and it took me years to start caring about social security before I really understood it now. Oh, my gosh. In one thing, one thing. Now I'm like, you know, my iPad passcode, my my Netflix passcode. I'm covering up. <laughs> it's crazy. Now you really need LifeLock to protect yourself. Now, nobody can, you know, stop all identity theft and monitor all transactions and blah, 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 blah. But these guys are the best and one of the reasons why is they not only identify because they're watching as much as they can 24 7 but also if there is a problem they have a u.s-based specialist that's going to clean it up and that makes all the difference in the world lifelock.com use the promo code back right now you'll save 10 percent lifelock.com promo code back or 1-800-LIFELOCK so we just had a government worker call in, and uh, and I hope this is true because it makes me feel better, that if you are a government worker and you're getting um, unemployment, you have to pay it back. So you can't game the system. That's good. And that makes me feel, that makes me feel a lot better. It does. It makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that would be completely ridiculous. So, but again, this is, uh, it makes it hard to understand why you wouldn't be able to get that. Well, right? it makes it really hard to understand why... The unemployment insurance wouldn't just cover all of it because if they're getting all of it back, 
And maybe they do. I, yeah, right. But you're right. It's a federally guaranteed loan anyway. Right. And it's so, the government paying itself. Right. The government can go, let me just see if I can find you in the system. Yep. You're furloughed. Okay. Here's, you know. Here's your normal a check. Dollar, right? Here's a dollar less <laughs> than what you're making. Why not? Because the federal government can also say, you got to pay this back. Okay. Well, if you don't, I'm just going to withhold it until it all is paid back. Not to mention, we make hundreds of billions of dollars in mistaken payments every right. year through the federal government. I, the fact that they they can't pay their workers for actually working. This is just a show. This is just a show. It is one of those things, though, as conservatives, you know, a lot of times we we kind of you know, we talk about that as like, OK, 800,000 employees. Well, the government should be trimmed by 800,000 employees. Is this a bad thing? And of course, number one, you're not getting any whatever productivity you would get out of these employees you're paying for it but you're not getting anything so as taxpayers we're literally paying for nothing mm-hmm. i mean f- yes yes it sucks for the people who are losing their jobs for this period of time it does but as taxpayers we are paying taxes to employ these people for doing literally nothing yeah imagine imagine um i don't know imagine you're paying for electricity and you have to continue to pay for electricity. But all of the employees have been furloughed. So <laughs> you're not getting any of the electricity, but you still have to pay for it. None of us. We should yeah. be the ones that are up in arms. How much am I paying that I'm not receiving? And, and that's the thing here. We should talk maybe later on today and give the list of the seven out of 535 in Congress that actually voted for spending cuts last year. Crazy. Seven of 535. Crazy. Also, we're going to talk about Roger Stone. What a surprise. That guy was arrested? Well, it was a surprise to some people. Strangely not CNN, who just followed their gut and happened to be at his house when he was arrested. But no tip-offs there. They were just following their gut. Also, Bill O'Reilly. Next. I want to tell you a little bit about Mercury Real Estate, and that is realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're thinking of buying or selling, you need a great real estate agent. Yeah, I like the fact that you I can't stand the super salesy people. And if you're looking for someone who's who's a listener to the show, shares the same values, does the business, you're comfortable doing business with a handshake, that's the type of people you have on Real Estate Agents I Trust. Yeah, and they're great. They know your area. They know how much your home is worth. They're going to get the job done. Uh, you're actually, most likely, most people write to me afterwards and say, I feel like I've made a new friend. I kind of miss them. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Sell your home fast, on time, and for the most amount of money. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Was it the hat or was it the smirk? Roger Stone, surprise, surprise, in jail today. State of the Union been canceled. The government still shut down. Is this a win or a lose? The most radical abortion law ever has been passed in New York. Nathan Phillips, we just found out he's one 1,024th Elizabeth Warren. More on him and the despicable behavior of the press. All of this with Bill O'Reilly. His perspective and no spin from Bill in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Uh, today is going to be a good episode with Bill O'Reilly. Um, all right, let me talk to you about uh, ZipRecruiter. If you're looking to hire somebody, there's nobody better than ZipRecruiter that can find that right person. Now, when I first started doing commercials with ZipRecruiter, uh, they were this little company, and what they did is they would take your job and they would post it on all of the big job sites. Well, because ZipRecruiter was advertising uh, to employers, people started sending their resumes to ZipRecruiter. And so the guy who runs ZipRecruiter is really kind of a, kind of a genius um, and he saw this as an opportunity to become the biggest job uh, placement service in the country. So not only do they now place all those, but they actually they bought the Google building in Los Angeles and filled it with with data scientists. And now they have an algorithm that goes out when you call uh, or go on to ZipRecruiter.com slash back. You fill it out. They find out everything that you're looking for. Then it runs through their their uh, their algorithm and it goes out and it searches and finds the right employee. That's why employers will get somebody they can hire, somebody who's qualified for the job, sometimes within an hour that's remarkable. Yeah, you don't actually have to settle for crappy employees. I, I appreciate you doing it. Thank you, Glenn. But yeah. you don't have to settle for crappy employees. <laughs> Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Try this for free. You're looking for somebody to hire, somebody dependable, somebody that fits your culture. That's it. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. All right, Bill O'Reilly is here from BillOReilly.com. Welcome, Bill. Very warm welcome, uh, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Uh, My day is off to a great start. Boy, it is. I I tell you, we were relieved. Um, Bill, um, I'm so excited to hear your take on all of the things that have happened, because this has been a big week. Um, But let's start with the latest breaking news of Roger Stone. Can you fill me in on what's happening with Roger Stone? Uh, maybe. But okay. first, I'm just going to concentrate on, on uh, the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go into the enlightenment area now. All right, okay. Thank you. All right, okay. thank you. So I don't know anything about Roger Stone. Never met him, never talked to him. Looks like uh, kind of a crazy guy to me. Yeah. Um, he's got a big tattoo all over his back. Of Nixon. Seven years old. I mm-hmm. don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, there should be a limit, by the way, in tattoo parlors. If you're over 28, you can't get one. Um, <laughs> Constitutional amendment bill? Is that how you go, go about that? I was really hoping for. I was, I was hoping for a little more enlightenment. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you something in enlightenment. Area all right. Now. Okay. Okay. So Mueller, uh, when he started investigating this Russian collusion allegation, he basically have a chart, and I know this to be true, and there's names on the chart. Um, it's a flow chart that says. Trump campaign, and there's a, you know, maybe 30 names, mm-hmm. maybe 40 yes. on, on the chart. Mm-hmm. And he looked into all of them. He looked into all of these people that were working uh, directly with Donald Trump in some capacity. So that's where you start. So Roger Stone was a gadfly, um, somebody who was around Trump, wanted to curry favor with Trump, 
um, advised him on certain things. No, he knew Trump for a long time. And he's, so, he's, he is the Nixon original dirty trickster. I mean, yeah, he, this, he's, this is a guy he, who has a really a bad consultant, past. A political consultant. Right. There's tons of these people. And then they're hired by groups or PACs or whatever, and they and go get this one, find dirt on mm-hmm. that one, do right. whatever you want. But in the, in the initial... In the initial uh, thrust of the of the Trump campaign, everybody wanted to curry favor with Donald Trump. Everybody in his organization uh, who wanted to work for him, get on the campaign, they all wanted his attention. That's very important for everybody to understand. Everybody wanted Trump's attention. Not easy to get because his attention spans about 20 seconds. You've got to bring something pretty big to get Donald Trump's attention. So Stone had some kind of a relationship with the WikiLeaks crew. Remember mm-hmm. WikiLeaks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the WikiLeaks people hacked in and found out bad stuff about Hillary Clinton and her campaign. Stone was the middleman there talking to WikiLeaks, and they give him gossip. And then he'd run back to the Trump campaign and tell him the gossip. Oh, this is what WikiLeaks hacked in. This is what they're going to have. This is what we're going to see. That's what Stone did. That's who he is. All right? He's the middleman gossip guy. So when the investigation came, uh, when Mueller launched, they brought Stone in and said, were you the middleman gossip guy? Stone goes, no. That's why he's indicted. So let me um, let me go here and let me change it slightly uh, onto the media. Now, uh, the media have happened to be there at Roger Stone's yeah, house. It was a coincidence. It was. It was <laughs> yeah, good. It, yeah. it, it, I, I love this. Walking down the street in Florida and the mm-hmm. FBI go, hey, we're going to arrest Roger Stone. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the CNN anchor actually said, good job following your gut and being there on this one. Yeah. Oh. Following their gut, they happen to be there with a camera crew. It was the same thing like Flake in the elevator at the Senate when the CNN crew was right behind the fanatical uh, uh, far-left person who was yelling at Flake. She just happened to be there. So Mueller, somebody in Mueller's uh, crew, probably in the FBI, you know, is speculation. This is an enlightenment now. Now I'm into speculation. Now let me go to the FBI gave somebody a call and said they're going to be here. So show up. Let me go now to uh, the hat and the smirk. All right. So now we're going over to the Kentucky kids. We're finished with Roger Stone. Yes. Is that okay, Bill? Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? No. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. What do you want me to? What, what question do you want on the Kentucky kids? You want me to well, advance? Well, yeah, let, no. Here's here's the here's the thing. First of all, is this a story that is beyond the hat? If that kid wasn't wearing the hat, yeah. would we even know this story? No. No. It's all about Trump. Everything's about Trump. Everything. All right. So the kid and his friends are at the pro life rally. Because a lot of Catholic school kids go every year, mm-hmm. all right? So it was a mistake for the kid to wear the hat, by the way. If I had been the, um, and I, as you guys know, I'm a former high school teacher. If I had been the advisor on that uh, trip, I would have said no political paraphernalia because we're here uh, for a moral reason and we want everyone 
of every party. Don't know if he wore it to the march. Uh, I mean, and it, they, they, it looked like a new hat. Uh, and, you know, you're coming home with a souvenir. I don't know if he yeah, brought the hat I, I or just got I the hat. I would have worn it in the context of being at the pro-life demonstration. Correct. I, I, if I were the advisor, I would have, I would have advised against that. But that was, that was, he was now getting ready to get on the bus. So yes. do you have a yeah. right to wear a hat and not right. be accused of crimes? Well, I have a constitutional right to wear it, although the advisor being sure, sure. the school attached to the school could have said, don't wear it. Mm-hmm. And the kid could not have overridden that. But. Mm-hmm. As an American says, he has a right to write whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about what's appropriate, mm-hmm. all right, and, mm-hmm. and why um, I would have, as an advisor, said no, no political stuff. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just here as Catholics, and we're here as Christians in a right to life context. We're okay. not doing politics today. All right, all right. So the question, though, is: Would the press have latched on this and, and viciously attacked these kids had they worn uh, a Joe Biden for president hat? And the answer is absolutely not. Yeah, um, and you, I think you have a good, pretty good perspective on it. But let's just advance it a little bit further. Okay. And because everybody knows what happened, you can make up your own mind as a listener. I mean, we saw the video. We know that mm-hmm. the kids were not at fault. We know the media viciously attacked the kids. Uh, and the media maybe, oh, well, we're sorry. But they're not really sorry. No, they're not at all. No, the, the, the NBC interviews show no, they don't they, care at all. Not, sorry. I mean, uh, you know, it's like Savannah Guthrie, um, who's not, you know, she's not a political fanatic. She takes orders. All yes, right? And yes, her orders were, yes. um, don't be mean, but be skeptical. Mm-hmm. Okay. so And don't story, be skeptical with Nathan Phillips. Is, yeah, the story for the media, and if you read my column, brand new column on BillOReilly.com, the story that the media now is advancing is that yeah maybe this wasn't the kid's fault but anybody anyone who wears a trump hat is triggering there you go there's the word mm-hmm. triggering bad feeling in america mm-hmm. so if you have a trump hat or socks or a bumper sticker you are a trigger for negativity in america that is the story and they're trying the media is basically trying to set up a scenario where if you don't vote for the democrat for president no matter who it is you're an evil bad person well if you're wearing a trump hat you're wearing a trump t-shirt you're you've got a trump 2020 sticker on your car you are a bad person. You're so, yeah. So they are what they're doing is if you have a Trump sign, Trump 2020 sign in your front yard, you can be attacked because you're obviously a bad person who's just trying to trigger people in the neighborhood. That's right. And, and these kids, yeah, we weren't fair. We, the media, weren't fair, but they deserved what they yes. got because they had the hat on. Mm-hmm. So if everybody understands that, if all American voters understand the hatred that is going to be the theme of the next presidential race, it's, it's all about hate, not about the economy anymore, not about China, not about Putin. It's about hate. All right. I'm going to pick it up with Bill O'Reilly where we left off here and also take it to uh, New York um, abortion uh, and the school shooting that happened someplace, school shooting this last week, didn't get any coverage whatsoever. 
I'll pass that by Bill O'Reilly as as well. Coming up in just a second. One minute away from more from Bill O'Reilly. Let me take one minute to tell you about Car Shield. Car Shield is a lifesaver. And you might think, I don't, I don't need that or I can't afford that right now. Believe me, you can afford the monthly payment to make sure that you have coverage much more than you can afford a single sensor in your car going down. Those sensors now are anywhere from 1000 to $5,000, and your car ain't working without it. I mean, I, I, I know when I see that check engine light go on, I just, you just know I'm in for trouble. Take all of that worry away. You don't even have to front the cash and then wait for the insurance company to pay you back. That's not the way CarShield works. They pay the mechanic directly, and you can go to any mechanic that you want. They have you covered. If you have a car between 5,000 and 150,000 miles, it doesn't matter. You're covered with CarShield. Call, call them now at 1-800-CAR-6100, 1-800-CAR-6100, or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code back, and you're going to save on your, um, your um, premium. It's carshield.com, carshield.com, promo code back 800 car 6100 We pause for 10 seconds and then back with Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, let's let's continue down this road just a, a little bit. All right. Uh, we filed for a Freedom of Information Act on uh, Nathan Phillips uh, mm-hmm. and his war record. Um, do you know what he did? Well, he's a Marine, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was in the Marines. Um, yeah. But uh, he was an infantryman for two days. And then they transferred him and he became a refrigerator uh, repairman. He was in the a, Marines. In the Marines, he spent his time as a refrigerator mechanic. So, wow. yeah, and then he went AWOL twice. Uh his records show that uh uh the um uh his trial records were not included with our Freedom of Information Act. Uh, uh, request. So I think we have to request for those as well. I'm not sure if we can get those, but he went AWOL two times. He was. Maybe he had frostbite. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure. It is cold in the refrigerator, especially <laughs> yeah. if you're in Nebraska uh, during during the yeah. years after the Vietnam War. They um, responded to you pretty quickly with that uh, FOIA question. You got that stuff fast. Yeah, I know. I was I was shocked. I didn't they're expect it. Came in that. yesterday. It came yeah, in you're yesterday. Afraid, they're, they're terrified of you. <laughs> sure they um, are. Look, I, you know, I don't know who this guy is with the drum. Um, I don't care who he is. Doesn't matter to me who he is. He's out there. He, he's at a pro-life demonstration with a drum banging it. Okay, I mean, it's not the kind of guy you want to have dinner with. Yeah, no, he was at a he was actually at a Native Americans No Border um, rally. uh, And then he segued over to the pro-life rally. Yeah, then no, then he just walked over to the boys who were getting onto a bus after the poor the uh, pro-life rally. I mean, the guy is an anti-border guy, which is why he went to the kid with the red hat. He was trying to prove a point. No borders. Okay, so, you know, there are nuts everywhere, and um, when I see the press 
basically, I think it was the Washington Post, uh, say that it was a Vietnam vet. My first feeling was, I don't believe the Washington Post. Not because the guy couldn't have been a Vietnam vet. He certainly could have. He was at that age. But it's the Washington Post. They don't check anything. Mm-hmm. They're not going to check anything. It's going to, oh, they had a vet, bang. That puts the narrative he's in a higher plane, so we use it. And then I went, well, we're sorry. Well, how many times are you going to be sorry over there? You know, you got that little Pinocchio thing that you do on everybody else. You know, why don't you do it on yourself? How many retractions are we going to get from the far left press? So here's Every but, single day we get them now. But here's what concerns me. Um, you had the uh, you had NBC, Washington Post, CBS. You had, you had all of the usual suspects. And Absolutely. at first they reported it. Okay, mistake. Then new information comes out. Uh, and they say, oops, sorry, but they don't retract all of it. They just say, hey, there's uh, new uh, new facts emerge. Well, that's not an apology. New facts emerge. Then they stick with this. They stick with the story. And it is a provable fact on with videotape. And here's yeah. here's what I want to ask you, Bill. The press has crossed the Rubicon. They have crossed a line now from where you could say, well, I don't know. You could look at it that way. You could if I'm going to be really, really generous, you could give them the benefit of the doubt. There is no there is no other story other than they knowingly are lying. If this is what they're doing today with videotape, what are they not willing to do? Number one, Julius Caesar would have executed everybody in the press by this point. So if we were in the Rubicon, that would have, you know, they would have all been dead. Number two, this is actually a good thing for honest Americans. So this whole thing is good for the country, this Covington High School um, snafu. Because now even the dimmest of us, cannot defend the national media any longer. You cannot walk out of your house and go, oh, they're fair. Oh, I believe the New York Times and Washington Post. They're fair. They're giving me the news that I need to make a responsible decision. You can't do that. Nobody can do that. You'll be laughed at. You'll be, I mean, even the far left kooks will laugh at you. Oh, come on. You know they're in our pocket. We have them. So it's, you know, this brought it over buzzfeed just set this up all right buzzfeed set it up because people paid attention to the kids nobody pays attention to buzzfeed and by the way back in Stu, did you know that nbc invested 200 million dollars into buzzfeed mm-hmm. did you know that wow. no i did no. not know that they're the biggest backer comcast mm. the biggest backer of buzzfeed All right, uh, back with Bill O'Reilly on so much more to cover coming up in just a moment. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I don't I don't know what King Bill sits in when he's doing his broadcast, but I'm guessing it's not an X chair. Uh, and uh, should get him that is the that is hmm? you should get him one for president. I mean, he's so nice to come on every every week. Maybe get him an X chair. I mean, they have the X-Chair Basic now, which has uh, doesn't have all the features uh, of the of the other one, but it, it's really the comfortable. He's got like $500 billion to his name. He can buy his own damn chair. That's kind of a nice, it would be a nice gesture for someone to do for someone else. Does he seem nice? 
Well, no, I'm saying it would be nice gesture for you. Do I seem nice? No, you do not. Okay, there, enough said. Stop <laughs> arguing with me. It's X-Chair. You get the X-Chair and the X-Chair Basic. They both have the dynamic variable lumbar support, the uh, the back height adjustment, the rocking tension control, and a really great price. X-Chair on sale for $100 off. Go to xchairbeck.com. That's the letter X, chair, beck.com, or 844-4X-Chair. You're going to love it. 30-day guarantee. xchairbeck.com. The shutdown's still going on. We'll get the latest from Bill O'Reilly. More with him in just a moment here on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. More on Roger Stone and his arrest and what it means for Donald Trump, which I don't think anything right now, um, but it might mean something big for Steve Bannon. Uh, and uh, I think he's going to be the the next one. We'll explain why coming up in uh, in just a second. We're back with Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Um, and Bill, you're a New Yorker. You're a uh, you're a Catholic. Um, and I, I don't think you're a Cuomo supporter <laughs> supporter. Um, but uh, he's uh, uh, Cuomo has gone off the deep end with this new abortion law and the left is lying about it, saying that it doesn't include any reason whatsoever up until birth, which it absolutely does. Uh, It's infanticide, and uh, anybody honest uh, would know it. Um, I've known a Cuomo family, oh, uh, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Decent relationship with Andrew Cuomo. So I'm going to tell you a story I've never told publicly, but now I can tell it because of the, the developments. So about seven years ago, uh, Cardinal Dolan came to me. He's the uh, head of the New York yep. Archdiocese and said uh, they got this pending bill uh, about abortion on demand at any time in Albany. Um, can you talk to uh, Governor Cuomo about it? Uh, maybe it was five years ago. Um, I was in Los Angeles, so um, you know, I said, "Your Eminence, I'll I'll do what I can." Um, but um, you know, I've got to keep it in a professional way. I've got to say to him, "Look, here's the uh, here's the situation, and this is why the cardinal is concerned, and I have to have your permission to do that. I can't do it as a private citizen, even though I I'm against it. He doesn't care what I think." Um, so anyway, I did. I put in a call to uh, the governor, and he did get back to me very promptly, and we had a very nice discussion for about 45 minutes about the bill. And at the end of the discussion, he said, well, let me think about it. I'm, I'm not going to do anything on it now, which he did. Which he did. Now, his argument for the bill was not that he believed it. He didn't. He said he didn't believe in it, <laughs> that he was a good Catholic and uh, uh-huh. all of that, And mm-hmm. but... You know, his job was not to uh, uh, impose his religion on anyone, and the liberals in New York wanted it. You know, the usual. But mm-hmm. but he did he did table it um, for a while. Never pushed it, never really got beyond. But once the Democrats got both chambers of the New York legislature, um, the uh, far left came to him and said, you're going to do this or um, we're going to attack you. And of course, you know, Cuomo said, okay, well, I'm going to do it. And that's what happened. All right. So now, we have my beef, yeah, my go ahead. beef on it is uh, Cardinal Dolan. And Cardinal Dolan should basically be out there in front of St. Patrick's Cathedral saying, look, this is infanticide. Um, you have to have some standards. 
uh, on abortion. You just can't say, I'm going to give birth in a week, and, I, and I'm panicking because my boyfriend left or my husband left, and I don't want the baby, so the baby's going to be terminated. That, that just can't happen in a civilized society, and I think all of your listeners would agree with that. But Dolan doesn't do that. And, and unless you bring moral power to these arguments, you're going to lose it, mm-hmm. particularly in states like California and New York. So um, a story that I've never shared, um, uh, Cuomo called my office about five years ago and wanted to meet with me privately. Um, and uh, the word was that he just wanted to show that, you know, we had uh, a lot of things that we had in common. And I thought it was very weird. And I knew it was because he was wanting to run for president. And I never took the meeting. Um, however, uh, that gave me uh, reason to believe that one of the reasons why he was doing this now was because maybe he wanted to run for president in 2020. But I since uh, have had another thought, and I, uh, this came to me uh, yesterday, Bill. I read a story right after the election, you know, when everybody was like, wow, how did Trump win? And one person said, which I thought was accurate, that Trump won because he could capitalize on the fear of the Supreme Court and conservatives always respond to that. And in in this article, it said it was written by a lefty and it said uh, that's something that the left doesn't do. The right responds to that, but the left doesn't. With Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, in very poor health, we all know that somehow or another, I mean, she's going to retire or she will, you know, pass away here in the next five years. uh, And there will be a very important slot open on the Supreme Court. I think this has been passed in its most radical form to activate the most radical of the left uh, to signal to them that we're your people that will get it done and also to get a court case coming up, bubbling up, so they can make this about Kavanaugh and who else, what other radical white man will drag you back into the cave to overturn this historic women's rights legislation? What are your thoughts? I don't buy that because it, that bill was there for so long and it just was politically expedient now for Cuomo to do it. He does want to run for president, by the way. Mm-hmm. Cuomo does want to be president. Yes. All right. But he, he's, he's got headwinds in a form of Joe Biden. He can't beat Biden on the moderate track. Uh, yesterday, Biden came out and said he likes Republicans in Michigan. That's the clear signal. Look, I'm not a loon like the rest of my party is. All right. So Cuomo knows he can't beat Biden. If Biden were to say, I'm not going to run a month from now, I think Cuomo may get in. Anyway, um, you have basically essentially a split in the Democratic Party um, between the Democrats who know that the Ocasio-Cortezes and, and, and these people are going to ruin the party because Americans are not going to vote for socialism, never. Even though the press promotes these people all day long and it looks like they're mainstream now, they're really not. They're really out there. Okay, and, and most Americans aren't going to buy into the government taking your stuff, which is what it comes down to. And the final thing about this thing is that You know, we live in a country that doesn't really, as I've said many times, I don't want to be boring about it, pursue the truth anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, 
abortion is the law of the land. It's not going to change. Roe v. Wade is not going to be overturned. But the states, the individual states, have a, have a right under the Constitution to regulate how a life-ending procedure is executed. Put forth. Mm-hmm. Put forth. The, the states have the absolute right to do that. And that's what the Democrats don't want. They want the federal government to have sure. a blanket and say, you can have abortion for any reason at any time. And that's what Hillary Clinton did. That was a big mistake that she made. All right. Um, and that's it. All right. So, it's it's you know it, is that really the kind of society you want? Even even of in the, even the Western European nations, about as secular and liberal as you get, they don't have that. Is that what you want? Is this what we want here? That's how it has to be framed. It can't be framed as a women's rights thing. This is what they do all day long. And by the way, when I said in de- in December, you may remember this that uh, Ginsburg, I don't believe that she's ever going to sit in the court again. Yeah. That's how ill she is. Yes, I know. You saw how I was attacked. Yeah. I was attacked. But Megan McCain on The View. Oh, you're unchristian. Calling me unchristian for what? Reporting the truth? Bill O'Reilly. So let it, me, is, it is a very, very intense issue and a very intense time in this country. Let me ask uh, one last question. This is about the shutdown. If you, if you listen yes. to the press and if you read the polls, the president is really hurting badly from this, this shutdown. Now there's no State of the Union next week. I don't know why he gave on that. I don't know why he just didn't take up Ted Cruz's offer to come to the Senate uh, or just go do something himself on that night. Um, how is this, how's this looking for the president? How is he right. weathering this? As soon as that happened, I was surprised. So I called my contacts who have, uh, very, very close to Donald Trump. Okay. So they say to me, um, we believe that in the long run, Nancy Pelosi refusing to allow the president to give this address is going to hurt the democratic party. That's the conclusion the white house has come to. Short run, Trump lost. No doubt about it. Long run, people are going to remember what a bad person Nancy Pelosi is. They couldn't do a, uh, a venue outside the Capitol, <clears throat> excuse me, because the networks wouldn't cover it. Wouldn't get any coverage at all. And even after he gave the address, they gave a rally in, in Texas or Oklahoma, networks wouldn't cover a rally either. Okay, we'd got nothing. He could have done it, as I suggested, on the steps of the Capitol. Yes. Okay? Yes. As Abraham Lincoln, U.S. Grant did. Yes. Okay? And he could have said, you know, a little cold out here. A little cold. I'd rather be inside because I should be inside. But we have a fascist House of Representatives leader, uh, and so I'm here. But um, the State of the Union, and then he goes and gives a speech. Yeah. I, okay. I I I agree with you, and I mean I'm I'm so close to uh, I, I mean I'm 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 uh, I'm amazed at how close in some ways Donald Trump is to the tactics just updated for today's uh, world of uh, Ronald Reagan, and in this I could hear him saying, "Ms. Pelosi, build this wall." I mean yeah, it is, and I'm it's sure crazy. he'll use that line. Um, somewhere, somewhere down, but they, the government shut down. Everybody wants it over. All right. Trump wants it over. Everybody wants it over. So I suspect in the next few days, 
they'll come to some kind of thing where the government will be opened up. That, that'll probably happen. But the war, and it is that, um, goes on. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, you know, the, the casualties of this war are the American people. That's who's getting hurt by this unbelievable hatred that is being fostered by the, uh, by the press. I want to say again, I explain why the American media has fallen apart in a new column on BillOReilly.com. Uh, just a quick headline, 1983, 50 corporations controlled 90% of the national press. 2019, six conglomerates, mm. six control 90% of the press. And believe me, they're organized and they hate Trump. And one more thing, mm-hmm. killing the SS number nine on the New York Times list after four months in the marketplace this coming Sunday. What do we need to do to get it back up there? Bill, we need to get it up to two or three. What do we need to do? Yeah, I mean, um, it's just awareness. It's situational awareness. The mm-hmm. book has got great word of mouth. Yeah. Um, Glenn it, Beck, it, you know, one of my big promotions is Glenn Beck actually read this book. No, it's, and it's, <laughs> a, it's a great book. What? No, I've, what? I've, it's got to be great. You know, he I, can read? I've read some of your books, and uh, most of your books, actually. And, uh, you know, with Patton, I have the toe tag, so I can prove that you're wrong on that one. But on this one, uh, it's, it's truly remarkable. Uh, it's a great read. It's one of those things you just won't put down. If you haven't read it, Killing uh, the SS by Bill O'Reilly. It is available now, and I'd love to see it bump back up. Bill, thank you so much. God bless. All right, guys. Talk next week. Thanks, Bill. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Dot com. All right, Field of Greens. My wife got up this morning and she made me yet another celery shake. Celery shake. Wow. Um, it's just uh, celery mm. uh, and uh, and coconut water, which I despise. Mm. Um, Did you mix in some Field of Greens in that? Because that would have actually made it taste good. <laughs> yeah, no, it would have. It would have. It would have. This is so awful. Uh, she's doing it because we, you know, the medical medium said she should, and it's a new book out, and we're going to have that guy on next week. Um, but uh, I'm hoping that this medium sees in my future my wife ending uh, this nightmare. Um, but uh, I, I am I'm taking Field of Greens because I don't want to have salads anymore. And I'm tired of my wife saying, you got to have your greens. I had them. I had them. Field of greens. Mm-hmm. One scoop, put it in, whatever it is you're drinking, you knock it back. You've had all the fruits and vegetables you're supposed to have for the day. Where was this when we were kids? And I our mom was forcing us to eat our vegetables. I have just been no like, idea. field of greens. Right. Off this my back, it. mom. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Men, unite. Take your manhood back. <laughs> field of greens is for you. You can get it now at BrickHouseGlenn.com. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll get 15% off your first order. Never have a salad again. BrickHouseGlenn.com. Kids, if you're listening to this, you're 16 years old. Convince your dad to get the credit card out and buy this and ship it so you and your dad don't have to hear it anymore. Eat your vegetables. We had them. It's BrickHouseGlenn.com. Field of Greens. Experience a better you tomorrow. Uh, let me go to Chris in New York, who wants to weigh in on the abortion law. Hello, Chris. Welcome. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Thanks for having me. You bet. So uh, I, I'm just quite shocked at the, uh, the legislation that it actually passed. The reason being is because it actually guts the penal law uh, of the state of New York and the homicide section. Yep. Um, it, it gets rid of several sections uh, under manslaughter and several other sections. And, and it clearly states that the whole intent 
behind this. Uh, in the bill, it says, therefore, it is the intent of the legislature to prevent the enforcement of laws or regulations that are not in furtherance of legitimate state interest in protecting a woman's health that burden abortion access. So in other words, you can no longer use the penal law to enforce abortion. Um, in other words, where, where it would be questionable whether or not it was a legal practice. Now they've moved it to the Reproductive Health Act, which is a non-criminal act, as far as I can tell from reading the bill. Um, and let me ask you this. Gosnell would not have gone to jail had this law been enacted. As far as I can tell from reading the bill, that's correct. Huh. That's correct. And, 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 and what is even more shocking is they're, they're just not scared to admit that this, this new public health law will allow a woman all the way up until the end of her term to find a reason to abort the child. I just very shocking. Very uh, thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it. Um, you're right. It is shocking. And I hope it wakes the country up. Not to stand is to stand. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. And God will not hold us guilty or guiltless. This is the moment you must take a side. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Roger Stone. It looks like he's going to jail. It's interesting to me that everyone we said that Donald Trump had around him that was a bad guy and we took heat for. Like, no, he's not surrounding himself with the best people. He's surrounding himself with the worst people. All of those people are the ones that are in trouble. And Roger Stone is probably going to see jail time on this one. Will this affect the president? Well, it depends on a couple of things that we won't know. But we have some pretty good indication that the next guy up, we know who he is. The next guy to possibly see an indictment, we know who he is. And it's not the president. We'll give that to you as we begin this hour in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I have um, I have adrenal exhaustion and a whole bunch of other things that have just made my life. You know, what's weird is uh, uh, Stephen Crowder and I have the same thing. Yeah, he's going through the same thing, has the same diagnosis oh, really? as I do. Yeah. Have they, but they haven't actually um, started an entire medical course named after Stephen Crowder in most no, in most hospitals. No, they haven't. No. But mm-hmm. I feel better that somebody else has it, and I feel <laughs> yeah. for Stephen Crowder. But part of it is just because of stress the the never stop, never stop caring stress kind of stuff. They've said presidents get this too, right? Yeah, this is a and it and it's really it's it's nasty. I mean, it is really really bad, and um, and it's caused me a lot of pain and. Stephen has caused a lot of pain. Now, I haven't talked to Stephen. I'm having dinner with him and his wife here in a, in a uh, hopefully in a couple of days. Um, our families are getting together. We're going to kind of talk about some of these things. One of them thing I'm going to recommend is Relief Factor. Um, you know, I tried everything else. And, you know, when it, when you go to a doctor and he's like, no, this has gone through FDA trials. And this is, you know, for some reason that means something. 
Um, instead, uh, something else, you know, the FDA is watching over and you've got to, you know, be exactly right on things. But this is 100 percent natural. I don't know. Can God's stuff really fix things? I'm <laughs> not sure. Um, so this 100 percent natural is called Relief Factor and it works on inflammation and it has served me very, very well. I take it three times a day, have for the last year. I would not recommend this to you if it didn't work for me, if I hadn't tried it, and it doesn't make a difference. Seventy percent of the people who try it feel the same way that I do and order it uh, month after month. It's relieffactor.com. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 1-800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. So for some reason, CNN has the greatest gut in the world. They sent a camera crew down to Florida to stake out Roger Stone's house (laughs) on the day they came to arrest him. But the reporter on CNN, the anchor, was 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 clear when he said, boy, good job following your gut on that one. That was hilarious. I was listening to that today. And, and you know, look, the obvious thing that happened here, probably was someone in the FBI tipped off CNN or the local reporter that was uh, that was working with CNN to go down there and, and, and go out in front of Roger Stone's house at five in the morning. You don't just hang out in front of Roger Stone's house at five in the morning for well, no reason. <laughs> well, OK, for no reason. OK, there you go. Yes, yeah, okay, I, yeah. I, I want to add that qualifier. <laughs> right, OK, good. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure because a lot I'm of people sure do. there have been people that yeah. have hung out in front of Roger Ale, uh, Roger uh, Stone's house uh, at 5 a.m. But they all had a reason. They all we don't, had a reason. We probably shouldn't get into some of those reasons. Uh, but yes, the anchor was like, by the way, I just want to congratulate you on your instincts. No, what do you mean, your reporter instincts? Of course he was tipped off. And I mean, that's going to be... I don't know, Stu. I've got a nose for news. <laughs> I just thought this was a good day, a, a good random Friday to get up at 3 a.m., hang out at Roger Stone's house in the front yard. With did a you, camera. Did you hear his excuse, though? No. His excuse was, I just happened to notice a little bit of extra you know, activity going on at the Justice Department that day. So obviously that means Roger Stone. Oh, yeah. And then two extra clerks walked obviously. in. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. Roger Stone instantly. Whoa. Boom. Boom. That's incredible. <laughs> so ridiculous. So anyway. So anyway. So uh, what does this mean? Now, we've had uh, Jason, who is our uh, head researcher, head writer for the program. He went over the indictment that came up after we went on the air. So I'm always ca- the guy reading the indictments. I know. It's I like know. the longer it is. I like- pay you to read so I don't have to. I get the executive brief and I love it. Okay, so tell me what this thing said. All right, so if you've read this or seen this, uh, I'm going to save you a whole lot of heartache right now because these things read like stereo instructions, straight up stereo instructions. You know, person A to slot two to, and yeah. nothing makes any sense. Right. The biggest people that they're calling out here, they're, they're saying organization one, um, which is pretty obvious, that's WikiLeaks. Um, they're involved, and two other people are involved with this Roger Stone indictment. They're, what they're calling person one and person two. Now, they have to say this because you can't name U.S. individuals or entities or anything like that. You have to use these code words. So person one is um, Jerome Corsi. How do you know that? Um, so that that's already been verified in okay. other reports before that this is the okay. person that Roger Stone has actually said, look, this is my source. Okay. They just can't say it in the official documents. And there have been like full quotes reported in previous uh, uh, news uh, sources that are included in this indictment, like the exact quotes 
So in yeah. the in the original reporting, it has the names with it, and then the exact same quote with person one or two is right. in the indictment. So so the subterfuge really is, obvious. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's kind of unnecessary, but they have to legally. Um, person two is Randy Credico, which uh, also like what you just said has always already been verified in other reporting. Um, Randy Credico is a um, he's a, a radio comedian host out of New York. <laughs> Um, his like the, see, I had the same reaction because I was like, "How does this guy have access to Julian Assange?" Well, the way they're kind of laying it all out is he knows the lawyer for Julian Assange, and he was the one that he, so Credico is actually the main guy. So Corsi is even though he's person one, seems like kind of like back fiddle, really. Okay. So Credico is the main guy. So um, the actual indictment is for uh, perjury for for lying uh, to Congress. And for uh, intimidating a witness, which is Credico. And okay, so stop. So what? T- tell me where I have this wrong. What What happened was Roger Stone was using um, uh, back channels to communicate with WikiLeaks, um, and and not necessarily coordinating with them, but they were saying, "Hey, we've got this on Hillary Clinton. We're going to dump this on the DNC." We have this that's going to happen. And they would tell one of these guys and one of these guys would tell Roger Stone. Now, if Roger Stone didn't know that that was a Russian uh, group, it's just getting uh, intel uh, on uh, another candidate. Correct. Right. Opposition research. Okay, so it's, so it's there's nothing illegal about that. Uh, it is illegal if they knew that it was a Russian source, but right. I think you could make the case, bad case, but I think you could make the case um, and win in a court of law that you didn't necessarily know that was Russian. You didn't know that that was a foreign entity that was doing this. It's not to, isn't, to be against the law, though, it doesn't just have to be Russia. It has to be a foreign no, entity. Everyone be- knows WikiLeaks is a foreign entity. I mean, I, it's going to be hard to say that he didn't. I mean, look, they wanted to do it. Yeah. Again, we've seen this several right. times in this in this storyline right. where they wanted to do things that could have theoretically been illegal if they had accomplished them, okay. but didn't necessarily All accomplish right. them. So, but that even this is not why he's in trouble, in my no. understanding. Right. What he's in trouble for is he went to uh, Congress and testified under oath and then lied to the FBI under uh, under oath that he had no contacts with these guys and he was not talking to WikiLeaks. He was not talking to uh, Jerome Corsi and he wasn't talking to this DJ. And so he had no information on that. Well, they've turned Corsi, right? Corsi was, I believe he did, uh, he did participate and, and assist the investigation in some way. Right. And so Corsi said, yes, I had contact with WikiLeaks and I had contact with Roger Stone. Now, what is the intimidation of the DJ? So he's so uh, it's and it's so blatant. Like it, it's when you when you read through it, Roger Stone definitely communicated with these people. It, it got so like blatant. Like he's like, when is it dropping? Like tell like ask your person in London, which is Assange, exactly when these things are dropping. And at one point, he actually says there's going to be a dump every week. You know, following the main. I mean, th- so they knew mm-hmm. he's caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. The intimidation was after the fact when they're starting to get in trouble, and Stone is telling. Credico, do not talk to, you know, the FBI. Do not testify. He's like, you're stupid if you testify. You know, if you testify, my lawyers are coming after you. Like, that was one of the intimate. It goes so far as he actually says, I will come and get your dog if you testify. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's so blatant. Like, he, yeah. so and this ha- is not unusual for Roger Stone. No. Roger, this is why when Donald Trump 
you know, had the advisor of Roger Stone, we immediately said, mm-hmm. stop, stop. Roger Stone is not a good guy. And they he did is, separate He's a early. Nixon guy. Yeah, they separated yeah. early in the campaign, if yeah, you remember, right? But yeah. they were still working together right? yes. in, in a distant sort of way. Yes. Um, and Roger Stone is a, a known, complete liar. The guy says stuff all the time, in my opinion, that are complete lies. It's You cannot trust a word this man says. And you know what his defense is going to be on this whole situation? I'm a liar, and you can't trust a word that I say. Yeah. He's gone on television and said, look, I'm a hype man. That's his way of saying, I say things all the time that I know aren't true. So he's going to say, I think, claim, look, I knew these things were coming, and I was trying to look more important to the Trump administration. Yep. I was trying to say, I'm the man. I've got all this stuff from WikiLeaks. I'm awesome. You should listen to me. In reality, he had very little. At least that's going to be, I think, his defense. Well, I don't see how he has a defense at all because he's caught lying to Congress. Yeah. It's like I mean, that part is like, I don't you know can't get out of that. that. Intimidating the witness, you cannot get out. Of it. He's going to prison. But I, I don't see there's any way out of this. It's okay. amazing he hasn't been in prison this whole time. No, it <laughs> the is. The guy has it been is. on the, the guy, verge I mean, of prison for 40 years. Oh, yeah. You I were, mean, you were just, Nixon. Yeah. His tattoo on his <laughs> yes. back is Nixon. He's the original dirty trickster under Nixon. He is, he is unrepentant for anything that they ever did. He is the worst of the worst in politics. And he pretty much admits it. Um, okay, so... What does this mean for the president? He's probably going to jail. Now, what does this mean other than Donald Trump picked some really bad people to be around him? There's nothing at this point to connect him to Donald Trump. There's nothing on collusion or anything else. However, the next guy probably to drop now will be Steve Bannon. Because Steve Bannon and and Stone were very close. And if Steve Bannon has testified that I had no idea about Roger Stone, I had no idea about WikiLeaks, and if they have evidence that uh, he did, Bannon will be the next to go. And, and that's also in the indictment. You can kind of see the chain of other indictments that might happen. So they've already showed that Stone was in communication with these people to get this information. They knew about it. Another unnamed person in this indictment is what they're calling a senior campaign staff member. And that's Bannon. It's Bannon. The mm-hmm. reason we know it's Bannon is because they lay out everything that was said in the indictment between Stone and this person. And that email has already been dropped. It's all over the place. It's in the New York Times today, word for word. But in in the New York Times version, it's got Steve Bannon's name in the to and from uh, uh, subject line. Yeah. So here's the here's the problem for Donald Trump. If uh, if he has testified and said he didn't know, that's going to be a real issue. And I'll, and I'll explain why here in just a second. Give me one minute, and then we'll come back. All right, uh, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is going to protect your family. They are going to protect your home. They're going to protect what's in your home. If there is a fire, it will call the fire department a break in. It will not only call the police, but it will take a high res shot of that face. No more blurry pictures. Who did this? That guy. Um, it, it's amazing what this service does. The, the, the technology is beyond anything that you have in your home now. And the way they do business is really the new way to do business. They don't trap you into a long-term contract where you're paying 30, 50, 60 bucks a month for security. There is no contract. 
you can cancel at any time. Uh, and you're only paying $14.99 a month. It's not a marriage. You shouldn't have to commit for your right. entire life when you get an alarm right. system. And when you get a divorce from that alarm company, then you have to go and marry another alarm company who has to bring in all of their stuff and drill holes in your house. It's crazy. It's crazy. Get a divorce and just start sleeping together. I can't believe I'm saying that. That's probably not a good slogan for no. Simply Safe. Anyway, Simply Safe. Go to simplysafe.com. Simplysafebeck.com. You'll save 10% on your system and it's 14.99 a month. Uh it's simplysafebeck.com. Pause for 10 seconds station ID. It's really a, That was remind me not to use that again. <laughs> okay so here's the here's going to be a sticking point for donald trump donald trump it, it, this this may come back to haunt him because um we know that bannon was very very close to donald trump we know that bannon is a guy who likes to play the heavy and you know he had a big mouth and you know he he was telling donald trump let me tell you else what else we got we got this coming and this coming if Donald Trump said, yeah, I knew that, I knew that, you know, Stone was talking and uh, and Bannon were, were talking and Bannon would come to me and say, hey, I have this on WikiLeaks. I didn't ask any questions. That's not going to be as bad as if he said, nope, he didn't talk to me about it. I have nothing about this at all. Um, if they have the evidence. That's going to be bad because that's that is perjury. Now we got we have perjury a couple of times really here so far. Um, if if they have Bannon and they have a link, here's the problem. Now this is a this is a a leap, but it's not a far leap. The problem with this is that Donald Trump gave one of the most bizarre press conferences I'd ever seen, and I remember thinking, "What is this?" When he gave the press conference and said, you know, WikiLeaks, just keep it up. And by the way, we're going to have some more information about Hillary Clinton in the next couple of days. There's be some real information coming out on her. How do what? Where did that come from? We know that's the WikiLeaks tip. Now, did you just say that? Because Bannon said, I got something I can't say anything, but just trust me on this. Just go out and say this. Or was he informed? Again, not a problem if he was informed. A problem if he said he wasn't informed to the FBI. Uh, that seems about right. I mean, I think he's... You have to believe that people around the president, even if he did know. I mean, because I think all presidents like trade in these sort of dark worlds and mm -hmm. stuff happens all the time. When you have competent people around you, they protect you from these things. Right. That's what their job is to make sure that there isn't an email that says exactly that. The problem is he had people like Roger Stone and Michael Cohen around him. And so we're already seeing these things kind of get uh, pushed out into the media. You know, none of these people are trustworthy. And that's the best defense, honestly, with, with and Steve Bannon and Bannon. I mean, think about this, Glenn. You know, look, Donald Trump has exceeded my expectations in many ways. I many mean, ways. I did not have high hopes. Nope. And but there's been a lot of things he's done and done well, and I we've given him a lot of credit for those things. And, and just um, a, just a standing for the border, I never 
never would have expected him to do what he's doing right now. And hats off to him. There's been a good collection of these things, and we've talked about them ad nauseum. In fact, literally, hats off to him. Everybody should take off your hat because you're an enemy of the state, according (laughs) to the press, if you're wearing that hat. But one of the reasons, uh, you know, we had some issues with the potential Trump presidency is the people he surrounded him with. And Mm -hmm. I remember we made a list back in the day. I was trying to remember all of the names on it. But listen to some of these names and tell me, if these were problems, Steve Bannon. Yep. Right. He's Trump's already fired him. They have no relationship. And now it looks like he potentially could be the next one to be indicted. Roger Stone mm-hmm. arrested today. Uh, Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. Big problem there. Omarosa. Mm-hmm. I mean, she went out and told tell all book and, and recording him secretly mm-hmm. and all those things. Yep. Paul Manafort. Yep. <laughs> uh, was he a problem at all? Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Was he an issue? I mean, there is an issue here that imagine how much better this presidency could have been if he had people around him so who were we, just good, competent people. You remember, I, I, I became a George Bush fan uh, when he, I think, announced in North Carolina who he was going to put on his staff. And he had Colin Powell and Dick Cheney and all Rumsfeld, of these people, Rumsfeld yeah. and mm-hmm. all these people that were just rock solid the big problem that I had was that the people surrounding Donald Trump were horrible. And if you go back to this show for about a year ago, once I don't remember who the really last bad guy was to leave. I might have been Bannon. I said, well, he's got rid of all the bad people. Now there's some good people there. So now I'm not so concerned because the good people are are there now. This that was important. This is just cleanup of the bad people that he had around him during the election. I don't think about it. when you back to your point to where how you thought that, you know, maybe they were protecting him. You know, maybe he didn't know about it. But really, did, do you think they even saw no. anything bad about this at that time? Like no. there, there was no rush. There was no concrete Russian connection to WikiLeaks at the time. No, they were. And, and they all kind of play the same kind of game. All of these guys, Roger Stone, Bannon, they all deal in this dark kind of world. And uh, and Donald Trump, I don't think at the time, was used to dealing with you're the president of the United States. He thought he had taken heat before, but I don't think anybody could have foreseen the heat that he's taking now in his position. He thought I can handle it. And so he was used to dealing with people like Michael Cohen. Now, the bad thing is, is all of these people that were around him are not the kind of patriots that protect the president. They're the kind of people that want the praise. They want the position. Protect themselves. They protect themselves. So they were all jockeying for position around him. So they were incentivized in their heads to tell him even stuff that possibly they didn't have or wasn't true because they wanted to be the golden child. Right, yeah. And that's who they, the kind of people he had around him. And I think it's interesting. The media has been looking for another like Watergate or another Pentagon Papers. And I think they actually, people around Trump thought that he was another Daniel Ellsberg as an Assange. Yep. I think they thought who that was. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I, I want you to, uh, I want you to do your homework on something. Uh, I want you to do your homework on, um, Bitcoin, and I want you to do your homework on blockchain. Uh, there are there are many things that are going to happen soon, and the world will dramatically change overnight. It's going to feel overnight. Uh, 
by 2030, mark my words, all of this stuff that you think, ah, will have happened. And I think there will be new borders and just as it's a new world. Blockchain is going to play a very important role, I think, in our lives. So please take the smartcryptocourse.com right now. Understand it. Don't have to invest in anything. Just understand this technology because it's crucial to the future. Smartcryptocourse.com. Smartcryptocourse.com. Sign up for the Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Beck. Things are heating up. we got dozens of hosts. Use the promo code Beck for $10 off. This is the Glenn Beck Program. On Saturdays, we have a special show that is podcast only, uh, and it is one of my favorite shows of the week. It is a one-on-one with somebody who is uh, quite remarkable, and it's it's usually they run from an hour to uh, to ninety minutes, uh, and they are remarkable people with a remarkable thing to say, and it's uninterrupted, and it's just a conversation between me and this week. It's uh, Professor uh, Professor uh, Carol Swain. Yeah, the thing I like about these conversations too is they're they're you basically just talk until you're done. Right. There's no like restrictions on time. There's no restrictions on where you can go. You don't have to stop for commercials every five seconds. It's just a nice conversation that can go really deep. Uh, Carol Swain is, is, is a pretty amazing person. Uh, she is a African-American pro- a female professor. Got, uh, grew up unbelievably poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, you know, end of roots kind of poor you know if you're old enough to remember roots yeah uh where you're living in a shack and there's no electricity and um she everybody in her family didn't make it past the eighth grade and she ends up being a professor at yale is it princeton there are like three of them yeah um all ivy league schools Hmm. um and one of the great conservative minds i i really put her in the same category as thomas Sowell in a way well it's funny she brought thomas Sowell up as as someone she admired uh and walter williams as someone she admired i mean like when you're talking about it's that's those two things are not normally said uh by an african-american professor at an ivy league school and Uh, she's and she's somebody that really was well she didn't really know but she was on the left because that's what we do we're mm -hmm. on the left uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to college now and it must be the state that's so great. And she had a turning point and in it, in the podcast, she talks about how her turning point came with a, uh, with a very rare, almost endangered species today at a university. I think that America is and has always been a land of tremendous opportunity. And what makes me different from a lot of the young people that I see and maybe some of the older people is that I lived, I guess, so isolated that I didn't get all those messages that the world was stacked against me because of my color or because of my race or because of my poverty. I always believed that if I worked hard enough, I could be successful. And when I started Ronald College, my uh, advisor, um, uh, his name is Dr. Charles Hill, was a conservative. And the black students met me. They immediately gave me the list of all the racist professors <laughs> not to take. <laughs> Dr. Hill was on the list of professors not to take because they were racist. But I've always done the opposite of what everyone else did. And so 
my attitude was, yeah, I'll show him. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for his class, made a B plus in the first class. He told me I almost made an A. Internally, I thought, yeah, he just didn't want to give me an A the first time. Mm-hmm. I took several classes with him, and uh, he was conservative. So I read uh, 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 Thomas Sowell, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Lowry, um, uh, Edward Banfield, uh, Milton Freeman, Friedman. Mm-hmm. Just I was exposed to conservative uh, thought, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I would have uh, been Marxist had I been exposed to Marxist thought. But it turned out I ended up with a professor that was conservative. And I remember him telling me at some point, he said, you know, you're a Republican, don't you? And, you know, like, no, no, no. You know, it took me 40 years later to become one. But um, I think that it mattered, you know, that to be exposed to the ideas that I was exposed to. But I had something going in because I had that attitude is whatever someone told me I couldn't do, I was going to show them I could. Mm Mm-hmm. She's remarkable, and you don't want to miss this. This is one you could listen to with your kids uh, because her story from the beginning is just, I mean, it's a movie. It really is a movie. She doesn't complain about her life. She has gone under attack like nobody's business um, because she came out and said, I'm a conservative and I'm a Republican. And she won award, the list of awards that she got from uh, from the Academy, uh, all of the things that the universities bestowed upon her. And then she said, oh, by the way, I'm a conservative and no one mm-hmm. wanted anything to do with her. She's the exact person the left doesn't want you to meet. Yes. Right. That is that is exactly the type of person they don't want you exposed to. Yep. And you will love her. Her. Yeah. You will love her. Carol Swain uh, this week comes out tomorrow. Get it. Just sign up now for the podcast at iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen free tomorrow's podcast. Carol Swain. All right. Zip Recruiter. Uh, hiring can be very, very time consuming. Um, I mean, unless you don't care, and then you end up with people like Stu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stu is like an intern and I just grabbed him and I'm like, you uh, want to be a producer? Happened to be in the room. Yep. Happened to be in the room. It. That happens. That happens. And uh, you see how that turned out. 20 years later. Not well for you. Uh, <laughs> so you don't want that to happen to you. So get ZipRecruiter. Now I would just go into ZipRecruiter and I would say, this is the kind of person I'm looking for. They need to have these kinds of skills. And this is our culture. Uh, and ZipRecruiter would have somebody for me almost as fast. I mean, some most employers get somebody they could hire within the first hour mm-hmm. after posting. So you've got somebody you can just pull from the room like Stu, who it's not going to work out. Nope. Uh, or you can go to ZipRecruiter and you can try it for free. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck program uh, filed for a Freedom of Information Act for uh, uh, the Indian that was staring down the Covington studi- uh, student, uh, Nathaniel Phillips, um, his Actual name is Nathaniel Richard Stannard, uh, and we know that he was a Vietnam et- era veteran, and he was a Marine, and he talked about how he learned in the Marine the faces of hate that would kill you. Um, we brought Jason back in because he is a Marine, and I've got a couple of questions on this uh, service record. First of all, 
Um, dates of service, May 1972 to uh, uh, August 76. Um, he was discharged. It doesn't say honorably discharged. Does it usually say honorably discharged? Uh, all, all the time. Like discharge is very general. Like there's there's multiple types. There's other other discharged other, under other than honorable situations, honorable, dishonorable, medical. Okay, but so just this is just like, like that's he just left. It, it's like a, it's either a mistake or I, I don't know why. I just okay. Um, he was he was uh, left as a private. Don't you come in as a private in boot camp? Yes. So if you were you were in the service for four years and you're still a private, that says something about you, doesn't it? You're you're basically automatically guaranteed at least one promotion. So that means that you are either really, really bad at what you're doing you're, or you're okay. getting in trouble. And that you're getting busted down. Okay. Um, uh, there's a couple of things. He does have a decoration of an expert rifle badge, but uh, the Marines that I know, most of you have the expert rifle badge. Yeah. Well, th- that's that's not a commendation. You have right. to qualify. And right. Expert right. is just as good, the best you can get. Then there's right. two other underneath. That just means you were proficient in shooting. Right. Okay. So it's not a commendation. I mean, every single person I know that's in Marines has that. Yeah. Um, uh, the military education and what he did uh, as a job was a refrigerator electrician. And that's where I think there's a special class in refrigerator mechanic school where you learn to s- how what it looks like when you stare your enemy down and how he looks like he's getting nervous. And, <laughs> right. you know, might attack. That's right. that's that's common training in refrigerator maintenance. <laughs> right. Well, because I will say, like, I don't want to demean a lot of people go over and do i have a cousin who went and he did you know medical things no, it's fine. it doesn't mean everybody is on the front lines doing all the hero stuff but is your friend like it, it's is still your... really important however when you when you're orig- look it's important you need a refrigerator right when you're you need yeah, someone yeah, yeah, who's of course, a of course, of course. however you don't say that you were staring down the enemy i saw the faces of these kids when i was in in the vietnam era what are you talking about? That's got nothing to do with re- repairing refrigerators in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, it's absurd, and, so, and that's we know he was lying because of his descriptions of his service. Okay, so he was a rifleman, a rifleman, for two days, it appears, and then he was uh, transferred uh, to Lincoln, Nebraska, and made a refrigerator mechanic. Why would you be assigned a rifleman duty and then two days later be reassigned? So that was not in his record. That's something that's in his personal record. But there was someone that commented, I think, to the New York Times, an official with uh, this uh, records office that said that he was assigned as like an infantry. It says uh, it right here. Unit at first. Yes. But then because of disciplinary reasons, he was then taken out of that and then put into refrigerator mechanic. Uh, Which which brings me to this transcript of course, court martial trial. What does your discharge say under that? None? Uh, yeah, I, I've never looked at that, but yeah, it, it, it must have said none. I don't. Okay, because this says not on file, which leads me to the last page. He went uh, AWOL three separate times. So he was court-martialed three times? Yeah, court-martial, most people think that means court-martial means kicked out. Court-martial is just when you have to go because you did something wrong and you have to stand in front of a judge and say, like, say you had drugs on you and they caught you, you'd be court-martialed for that. If you went AWOL, you would be court-martialed. And AWOL is a bad offense. Yeah, one of the worst things that you can do in the U.S. military is just not show up or leave. So he did this 
uh, three times uh, towards the end of his uh, service. And that's and that's significant also because he was called up for ag- he never had AWOLs when he was a reservist. So he showed up for his monthly duties, which you can also see in the record. But when he was called to active service, uh, he was in Kansas, I believe, then had to go to uh, San Diego, El yeah. Toro mm-hmm. base. When he showed up for active duty in El Toro, that's when all these uh, AWOLs happened in a span of just like a couple months. It was bam, 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 bam. Uh, I, I feel in a way stolen valor with this guy. Yeah. Because he has been made into, and he even, you know, he doesn't say that he was a hero. He doesn't say he fought in the Vietnam War. He has said it before, though, and he's described his service as, you know, I can, I saw the faces when I got home. He keeps using phrasing like that. Ridiculous. I mean, he really was trying to stretch it at times during his life. He's now trying to say, well, I never said I fought there. And he never maybe said those exact words, but he talked about the experience of fighting in Vietnam as if he was there. So you asked me a question off air. Could you ask it to me now? Because I think it's very relevant to this. Yeah, right my, my only concern with this, it was, I don't necessarily like the idea that a random media organization or a random person can make a, a, a FOIA request to get uh, records from uh, someone's private military service, a private citizen's military service, really for any reason. And we were able to do that very easily to get these records. And it makes me worry about, you know, whether that is that should be publicly available to people. I mean, it's part of your life and i don't know that you know some random schmo like you should be able to just get access to it and i totally understand that and and coming from a libertarian mindset privacy is cheap you know high up on my priority list but stolen valor is so rampant nowadays and Mm -hmm. for this specific reason because of this system we were able to find out like the mainstream media didn't find out it took people like us to do this which is insane if you didn't have a foia on this and he knew it what 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 could he have claimed I don't want to go into future crimes or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I think a guy who doesn't have a problem lying as he did uh, wouldn't have a problem of saying I shed blood for this country, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, but you need things. I think it should be easier. I think it should be a database that anyone can access to get this type of information. All right. Thank you very much, Jason. Um, there's two stories that I haven't gotten to uh, today. One of them is the school shooting that happened last week that nobody covered. I'm going to get into that next week because there's a lot to say on that. So I'll do that on Monday. Um, because I want to I want to respond to a letter that came in from Claire Exdale, um, Eskdale. She she wrote, I'm writing to you from a small town, upstate New York. Yesterday, our little town found out that we had lost a member of our tribe to the attacks in Syria by a suicide bomber. One of the 19 victims was a daughter, mother, sister, a friend, a member of the community, neighbor to her new community and a wife. Her name was Shannon Kent. She was serving her last tour in Syria. I saw her mom recently at the grocery store. We were hoping for an early return due to news of the withdrawal of the U.S. forces from the region. Sadly, yesterday, her family received word that she was among those that were targeted in the attack. We were all devastated, but most concern is for her husband and the two young sons. Shannon's two children are now left without their mother, and she is separated from them. Shannon comes from a family of service. Her father is a high-ranking officer with the New York State Police. Mom was a teacher that worked within the local school system. Her brother was a Marine. She chose a partner and a father to her children who also knew what service is and was. Each time I spoke with her, I always thanked them both. Now there's a Gold Star family here within our own little town within our family. I heard your broadcast yesterday, and I just wanted to ask... 
if there was any way you could establish a scholarship for each of her children for college. I realize this is a lot to ask for. I do it myself, but I have three children of my own. Shannon was one of my best friends since elementary school. She was the voice of reason among our group of friends. She was the one I would call when I needed advice or a good laugh. She was brilliant and kind, truly beautiful woman. And now she's a memory that we all carry around. I beg you to consider giving her children an opportunity to continue her legacy. Claire, I want you to know um, we're going to do that. Um, thank you for your letter. We are establishing something for all of the families that were affected um, in that uh, blast in Syria. Um, but we are adding her name and scholarships to that. I spoke to Mercury One and um, somebody should be reaching out to you today to make sure that you know um, that we we have your we have your friends back. We have their her family's back and your community's back. Thank you so much for the letter and reminding us uh, of the amazing people that serve us every single day. And thank you, Mercury One. If you'd like to get involved and donate, you can go and every dollar that you say, I want it to go just to military families, every dime of that dollar goes to military families at mercuryone.org. You can donate now if you'd like to help. You're listening to Glenn Beck.